0: Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Jenny Girl Talk. Today's episode is on diversity in education and professional spaces with Iman. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to be here. Yes. Thank you so much. I want to take this chance to welcome our co-host, Grace. How are you doing? Um, okay. I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm- good. I'm just chilling. Okay, that's good. I'm doing good. Alrighty, so going back to you, Iman. So tell the listeners about who Iman is, what she's about, what she's passionate about, and what she's here to share with us today.
1: Yeah. So I'm Iman. <laughs> so yeah, I'm really um, I'm really passionate about education. Education is um, something that place, you know, um, I place a lot of importance on it. Um, as well as educating myself also educating others as well so through the various different things that I do my everyday work and also extra things that I do um, it's all it's all um, focused around education um, so that's some of the things that I'm going to be talking to you about today um, looking at the organizations that I'm working with looking at um, various different things that I'm doing in the community and yeah my job as well and what that entails in teaching. Where's your mantra for 2022, Iman? So my mantra for 2022 is Um, self-care. Self-care is basically what I'm trying to do this year. Um, it's my. It's, I'm focusing everything I do around self-care with my daily work. I'm ensuring that I'm practicing my self-care at home after work, um, on the weekends, on my breaks from work. Um, everything that I do, all my interactions, are just ensuring that I am um, providing a space for myself where I am taking care of myself, um, both mentally and physically. Um, it involves various different things that I that I might do. Um, And yeah, but self-care generally is something that is really important, I think, and everyone sees it as something different, don't they?
2: Yeah, that's definitely true. You're so right.
1: Um,
2: It's very important to be on top of your self-care, because I'm on that as well. Um, What about you, Kaden?
0: yeah I am definitely on that as well it's a work in progress that's the thing about self-care it's a work in progress you um you learn what works for you you learn what doesn't work for you and you just adjust and adapt and um you know try to give yourself grace every day so yeah I'm in agreement I'm in agreement with that
2: yeah definitely that's so true so Iman what inspired you to teach and what has been the most difficult challenge when it comes to diversity in your field
1: so when it comes to teaching, um, I'd say that one of, the, one of the biggest, one of the main barriers that I faced is lack of diversity. Um, so within, the, within the, the student groups that I'm teaching, but also in the, in the teachers as well. So looking at the various um, ethnicities, the lack of variety as well. Um, also considering my training period, how that impacted me. Um, as well as that, um, the current place that I'm working at now, and how that's changed my view on on the diversity in the in the educational field, and how how it's also um, how it's also just changed my outlook as well, and given me the space to to really focus on a few different things um, to improve diversity um, within both. My work, but also um, outside work as well, and everything else that I'm doing with that. Um, in addition to that, I'd say I'd say one of the things that I've been doing a lot of recently, um, in relation to trying to educate myself into as to how a diverse education space would look like, is reading various different books um looking at research. Um last year we had the race report that was produced um that was published in the UK. So that was the government um coming together and and looking at some of the issues in the UK in regards to race, whether it's um healthcare, mm. um social justice, but also the education space as well. And that's something that is you know it does relate a lot to me and um and what I've been doing is just looking at that, looking at all the gaps and just considering how I can play my role in filling those gaps in
0: that's that's really cool
1: that's really
2: cool iman um, thanks for sharing that with us um so you know you're part of an organization called rara right so yes. what do you guys specialize in um as a team
1: yeah, so RARA, um, well, first of all, it's, so it's the RARA Education Project. What it stands for is um, Real and Authentic Representations of Africans and Caribbeans.
0: Mm. So
1: um, the organization was founded in 2020 um, in the midst of the pandemic and um, it really just serves the community. We're, uh, we're registered as a CIC, so a community interest um, company. And what we do is just we've got various different strands of the organization that cater towards various different parts of the community. So we have um, a community strand, um, which is the one of the main parts, I'd say, Um, it just works with the community. So we've got various different things that we do. Um, One of the things is table talks. So we'll have. Various different sessions um, that are various different sessions that we that we carry out, where the community can get involved in various issues that that we as Black people do face in society. Um, we also have um, something called a Black PTA, which involves a collaboration between parents and teachers, um, Black parents and teachers, and just sharing advice, sharing experiences, and and just trying to create some sort of understanding as to how we can go ahead um, moving forward and how we can create a space for our young people to be able to achieve everything they can without those barriers of race that we've all been subjected to. Um, In addition to that, we've also got various other things um, within the community that we do, um, including a wall of fame, so that's something where we're celebrating um, Black individuals who have um, just achieved various things um, regardless of their profession um, their line of work. Um, we're just really looking at what they're doing there.
0: That's awesome. I just wanted to add real quick, Iman, I think the wall of fame is really cool. Um, I, my partner is from Trinidad and Tobago, and I had a chance to visit there a few times. And in like the neighborhood where his uh, family lives, they have a wall of fame also with like um people in the community who have done great things. And I think it's really cool because you could see how it like uplifts um just like the spirit of the people for them to see people that look like them uh you know being celebrated and elevated so I think that's really cool
1: yeah definitely you know that is one of my one of my favorite things actually and um we've also you know as part of the team we've also been able to be part of the wall of of fame as well and kind of just show what we've done Um, and I think it's really important because growing up um Um, you know maybe you might be able to relate as well but I didn't really have many role models who I could look to and say oh I want to be like that person um you know looking at teachers that taught me um I didn't necessarily look at them and say I want to be like that person because they didn't look like me whereas now um what we're able to do and through through Ra Ra through my teaching um I'm able to kind of be that role model for for students who look like me as well. So so it is really something that I am passionate about um, having that that space where where we can celebrate um, black people in the community. Um, Also in addition to that as well, one of the other things that we do is um, consultancy. So um, working within um, community organizations, various different organizations, institutions, academic, um, just looking at um, how we can fill in that gap again, when it comes to bias in the workplace and when it comes to um discrimination in the workplace and just trying to trying to educate people trying to educate the organizations as to how how things should be going forward and how to actually ensure the the space is is um no longer biased and and yeah <laughs>
2: you know I, th- I think it's really important especially as um Refugees and South Sudanese. It's different coming to a, an environment that is not um, is not familiar. So it's really important. Um, well, I believe, especially like projects like Rara, that they exist um, in in our different communities. Um, Especially because, like our parents, they're not um, when they come over. They're not really aware. And there's so many new, and even them because they had to learn in English. Not everybody. The curriculum has changed in Sudan. It's predominantly Arabic. So when people come now as um, as refugees, it's completely different. Their English is pretty much non-existent. So it's a it's a huge struggle. So um, that being said, um, how? do you believe that the Rara model could be implemented um, in South Sudanese communities specifically um, in the diaspora and back home?
1: Yeah, so speaking first, um, if I just touch on the diaspora first of all, so one of the main things, so one of the other strands um, of Rara that I, was, um, that I was talking about earlier um, is the academy. And that's something where we're able to use our teaching skills. We're able to use our knowledge of the education sector, of the curriculum, how to create a curriculum to begin with, and all, and just kind of have a look at see what we can do and how we can create um create some sort of education system that is for um that is for um first of all African and and um, the African population, but specifically as well, T- taking it back home and being able to and being able to create opportunities for, um, for people in South Sudan, um, also around Africa as well, and just really develop the education system there, um, rather than ha- expecting and waiting on others to come in and, and do that for us. And we know exactly what we want, so, so who's better than us to actually go in and, and create these opportunities for people? Um, you know, Envisioning some sort of learning spaces, um various um courses qualifications that that people would be able to um that people would be able to um, embark on and and really and really just produce the best versions of themselves that's possible.
2: Yeah, I think that's amazing um it's specifically um having the different centers and like not only in the diaspora but that in the whole of Africa not just South yes. Sudan because um Especially like parents, I believe that African parents are—they uh, used to a certain type of way of for you to learn. So it's um, you either get it right or you don't, and you better get it right, or there's going to be a problem. So um, it's good to have a system where individuals who have come up through the same through like a similar process as everybody else, but can give um, a different perspective. Um, which I'm pretty sure most people, um, around our ages, um, and coming up after us would appreciate that, that specific, um, way of learning and of, um, especially taking it back to their parents also. So I think that's, that's really good.
0: Um, Um, I agree with you, Gracie, especially on the part about, um, having our own like learning spaces and stuff, because what we see is we can't put like depend on the school system the education system whether you're in you know europe america australia we can't depend on those systems to teach our children or to even teach us about you know just our culture how we can process our feelings our emotions the specific resources we need so i i think it's really phenomenal that um rara is focused on creating those learning spaces specifically for our demographic, you know, because again, like too many times we think that the other people should create these spaces for us. And then when they do, we're not happy about how it's being done. So it's really cool to see organizations like Rara sort of take the torch and lead and 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 create that for ourselves. So kudos on that.
2: I agree with you, Kidan. Um, last but not least, so um as a teacher Iman, um how do you
1: ensure that you present diversity in your curriculum?
2: in your classroom
1: yeah so I think first of all um I'll I'll talk about my classroom because within my classroom that is a space where I'm a bit able to be a bit more free with what I do Um, so things as as little as um potentially having examples case studies where where I am referring to to black individuals um where I we are referring to Um, authors, black authors as well, African authors, um, just educating them on um, the fact that we do have we do have um, people within academia who are um, African and Caribbean and it is really important to acknowledge that. Um, So one thing that I do um, at my current place where I work is I'm involved in um, in an extracurricular group that is that is for um, ethnic, like, ethnically diverse students. So um, students of color, bae, whatever you wanna call it. Um, and what we do is we have various different discussions and it is quite student-led it's something that I'm facilitating and it just gives the students the opportunity to to share to share their experience to speak about what they've gone through what they're doing and where they want to go as well and also discuss what potential barriers might might actually slow them down or or possibly even prevent them from achieving those things that they want to achieve so so yeah that's another one of the things I am doing and within that especially this month as well and um, one thing that we have been doing is um is just trying to trying to be a bit more vocal with our discussions so we've um recently collaborated with a social justice group within the college as well um so also again talking on various issues that do impact um the black community but also other communities as well um and one thing as well is just ensuring that i am um, referring to, and I am representing um, Black culture all the time, and not just during Black History Month. Um, so that's in just generally the way I interact with my students, the way I um, the way I teach my students. Um, I always ensure that I am um, showing them how proud I am of my culture and letting them know that that. Um, we're in a we're in a very diverse world right now, and and it is important. There's no excuse really not to not to um, understand various things about um, Black culture or other cultures, and it's really important to embrace our differences rather than discriminate against them. Which again um, is one of the one of the key issues that and one of the reasons why we are do, why we are doing what we're doing and why I do what I do. That's
2: amazing, and um, thanks for sharing that with us um so okay then do we have any more questions or are we wrapping it up <laughs> um
0: wow this was so wonderful um thank you for facilitating this conversation grace um i think what's so cool about what you said about uh celebrating Blackness all year round is that it serves as a reminder also, even with so many organizations coming up in the last year, you know, especially after Black Lives Matter, I think it's so easy to just use the word Black and run with it and say, hey, we're doing this, we're trying to raise money and just slap the word Black on it or slap the word African on it. And sometimes you find that, th- that the intention to really serve Black communities and African communities is not there. So. Um, What would be your advice, Iman, for people that want to do something for Black people and African people? What would be your advice for them to help them stay on course and sort of not get lost um, on their journey to serving their communities?
1: Um, So that was a really good question. Thank you for that. Um, So I would say the first thing, the most important thing is keeping Black people at the center of it all. Um, There's no point in in creating initiatives, creating opportunities for the Black community without actually involving the community. <laughs> so that's, you know, you think it was an obvious thing to do, but it's actually, um, I guess, so not right. so obvious. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: for example, in the UK recently, there was um, there was um, a program put in place to try and improve the the um, curriculum, improve diversity, and it was a table of non-black people so um so that to me i saw that as a bit of an issue because it's really important to ensure that um that when decisions are being made when um things are being proposed that we are at the center of it and our voice is heard as well um we're asked what do we want so yeah i'd say that's that's one of the most important things in relation to that but also um I would also say to ensure that, yeah, it's important to, to talk about the future of Black people and where we are going. But um, but in order to be able to address that and to be able to plan for the future, we need to know where we've come from as well and what we've been through and the various struggles that we've that we've faced because um, that's it, it can't be erased, that our history can't be erased and it's really important um, to be able to understand where we're going. Um, we need to know where we've come from.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. And that's the. It's a great question, Kaden. Um, I was literally going to say what Iman just said to that because, um, yeah, you have to know your history to know the future. I was actually um, writing a um, presentation for um, this Sudanese program that I'm going to be a part of. And uh, and I was trying, they, the, okay, maybe I'm going to give away too much, but the, the general idea is what's been going on in like Sudan the past couple of years and then I didn't I didn't know how to answer that question because I'm like I don't I don't know I don't know how you guys are expecting to go forward when you're not addressing um what happened and like I I might be a part of, of the conversation maybe because I'm in the UK or what but if I was in Sudan would I be part of the conversation so generally it's very imperative to know what's been what's gone on so you can be able to move forward in um you know in a equal manner because that's what black history month is about to get equality which we don't have so i don't get the people that are trying to just forget about what happened and it's not just about slavery black history month is not just about slavery it covers lots of different um, aspects. Who created what? Like so many people created things that we don't know about and they, they were black. So that's kind of what it represents and people that stood up and did something and then just sit down and like cry about it or whatever. But yeah, that was a great question, Kaden.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Um. I agree with you, Grace. It's not just about slavery or hardship. I mean, there's a lot of great things. And Black history goes outside of America. I mean, there's Black history in Brazil. There's Black history in UK. There's Black history in Asia. There's Black history, obviously, in Africa. So um, I think it's just opening up our minds and realizing, like, hey, it's not just MLK or, you know, Rosa Parks who sat on the bus. Like, you know, if you just focus on those stories, you would think that it's just about struggle, you know? um so yeah yeah I think I think that's really great so um I'm definitely looking forward to having more conversations in the future with you Imam, because I think Rara is just awesome and amazing um maybe when you have upcoming projects or co- really cool things you're doing you can come back and talk to us about it um you know you're always welcome here so
2: okay that's so uh Iman, thanks for joining us and Kiden, admit- thanks for um leading the conversation as usual and um what else? Yeah, if you guys need, if you guys need um, diversity training, um, regardless of where you are, I'm pretty sure they can offer diversity training through Zoom. If you're an organization, you are um, some kind of teacher at a school, America, the UK, Africa, like um, it doesn't, regardless of the location, um, Rara will be able to facilitate that for you. So hit them up. And have a conversation with them about what they can do for you. Yes, Emma. Yeah,
1: definitely. Please do, please do. And we do have a website as well, so you can um, you can get onto that and you can see all the work that we do um, on there, including the consultancy, the various training. And um, we do hope to reach a lot more organisations. We are working both remote, and obviously now since the restrictions of. Reduce now so also in person we're hoping to start meeting people as well um, but yeah in terms of training like we can offer like various different types of training diversity inclusivity etc we did manage to get into um, a few universities last year in different organizations um, so it was it was a really good experience and um, just meeting the needs of those organizations and and educating people
2: that's amazing
0: fantastic fantastic keep up the good work you thank you you're welcome
2: okay cool so um until next time guys we're gonna love you and leave you and uh yeah have a good rest of the day bye bye
0: Bye. (laughs) thank you